0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Buff Sound Podcast. We are the best POD in the 313. Uh, the Pistons played uh, three games this week. This is going to be the week seven review uh, pod. We played three games this week, two not so pretty ones and one very pretty one. Uh, we got the whole guy, uh, crew here. We got Gabe, uh, Valley, and Connie. Uh, Gabe's voice is feeling like the Pistons defense and not very good right now, so he won't talk too much tonight. But uh, guys, how do we feel about this week overall and, uh, anything you guys want to jump into first? Uh, I
1: thought the week was all right. Uh, I thought there were a few positives to take away, ignoring that one horrendous display against New York where our defense looked terrible, but I'll, albeit Julius Randle look like Steph Curry that game. Um, but you know, with the shorthandedness, I thought there was a few more positives we could take away, uh, moving forward and it wasn't the worst week. Let's, no,
2: let's cut it out let's talk about killian hayes man (laughs) 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 i mean he just looks like a a a completely different basketball player than the beginning of the year um looks so much more confident cocky even at times see him trash talking a little bit pulling up with with confidence you know like he's still a, a crazy percentage but like Playing the game in a different way, and you can see it on offense. I mean, obviously, the Mavericks game took over down the stretch, which is just like killing Hayes taking over down the stretch. Something like that I thought was out of the realm of possibility even earlier this year, but golly. And then, yeah,
1: you you, know, it on like the almost like the cockiness and the swagger. He, he was starting to like skip a little bit after he was hitting some shots over there. Like you could just tell he was feeling good. He was he was celebrating after he was hitting shots off the dribble, which, by the way, my correct my 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 prediction was more than correct from last week when I when I called for an off the dribble kill three. I think there was about five of them, um, <laughs> but it looked fantastic. And my favorite part of that Dallas game, it's, it's easy to say those back to back threes. Yeah. Um, But after he hit the one, the two, and the third midi in a row, the defense adjusted. They came and doubled, and he adjusted. He bounced that. He had a nice bounce pass into Marvin Bagley, made the right read instead of just forcing, and easily he could have just forced having hit three in a row. Um, But yeah, single handedly helped us win that game in Dallas. And that game was fantastic. I thought it was one of the most complete games we played, despite throwing it pretty late there. Um, That was a fantastic effort. And I I love beating a a full strength Dallas team. It It was nice to see.
2: His his stats are over even with his terrible start. His stats are these are might be the best stats of his career. Um, over his last 10, which we like, we've talked about his last three games a couple times throughout the season, but <laughs> over his last 10, he's 11, three, and six with 1.5 steals a game. But what I really like 44% from the field, 38% from three, and 89% from the free throw line, and only 1.6 turnovers. Like, that's a rock solid. That's a that's a good NBA player. That's a, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely.
0: another two
1: for three from three tonight too. Three, or three D- for five. Sorry, three D- D- for five. Yeah.
2: Uh, I still think there was. I mean, early this game, especially like John Morant was just very easily going under the screen every single time. So it was just like a rescreen, 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 mm-hmm. trying to get them to the paint. Um, I think at this point, you just got to shoot those. You know, if someone goes under. Hole, because like if 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 you feel good about it and you can hit those, that's a pretty wide open shot. If you can hit the shot that forces somebody to go over, opens up the rest of the court so much for for a pick and roll playmaker like Killian. Also tied up John Morant and yeah, a good oh, block big time, yeah, a big, good nice block on him
1: twice,
0: two times. Sheesh,
1: he had, he had yeah. two blocks, but but John Morant still finished with what like thirty and ten or something. Yeah, yeah. but that's where
0: Corey Joseph was guarding him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. But um I think that was a big reason um why Killian did get pulled out of the game was because they kept on going under the screens and he wasn't making many adjustments about that. I am with you there. He just he just gotta let those fly. But sorry to be the Connie the Connie Valley pod right now. I wanna I wanna hear from a and maybe maybe Gabe if he's able. Nah, you
0: guys pretty much touched everything. I kinda like the Connie and Valley Pod. Uh <laughs> Gabe, uh, your voice feeling good enough to participate in this one.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another thing, I mean, aside from his offense, uh, the defense, like you guys mentioned on Ja today, I mean, it wasn't always there. He's a little too quick for Killian. Mm -hmm. But uh, especially against Luca as well, I mean, there's a lot of, like, team switching, a lot of individual matchups on Luca, but we kept him out out of the paint for a majority of the game. He took, like, 13 threes or something. And, and, like, he's going to make a lot of shots, but I thought the defense as a team was pretty good. The, this t- tonight as well, I just felt that there's some runs where we just kind of s- stop playing for a good two and a half minutes and then they'd score like eight in a row, but I think the, that scheme that we're trying to run is slowly improving and I could see that we're top 20 in defense next year <laughs> Ooh, okay.
1: i think i ahead of myself <laughs> i i would really hope so because um we're 29th in defense not going anywhere the only reason we're not last is because san antonio has pulled the plug on the season thoroughly um a, a big concern for me with the defense is is two individuals one um, we're going to be missing livers it seems like for a little bit now mm-hmm. um, obviously he's the guy that You know, against Dallas, for example, he was checking Luca. He often picks up the other team's best player, good size. And then I don't know if just an overreaction from watching tonight, but I know he's not a great defensive player. That's Marvin Bagley's defensive ability. I'm I'm concerned if he can consistently start in this league with his lack of defense. I thought there were too many times he just didn't really contest. Um, He doesn't move his feet very well, gets caught out a lot of blocking calls. I'm a bit concerned about his defensive ability, but obviously it's more than that with the switching and everything. Um, but top twenty next year, I think would be a bit ambitious unless we get Victor, then nothing's impossible.
2: I was actually so upset. I thought our defense today uh was like terrible. yeah, yeah. Uh, tried to do a similar thing. I thought I was talking about this. Uh, try to do a similar thing with against John against Luca, where it's like a really high blitz and you try to force him back and you make the other four guys beat you, and against the Mavericks, the other four guys can't beat you, but against the Grizzlies, the other four guys can, I mean, Jaw had a fantastic game, but like they were just killing us in that like four on three basketball every time down, and like I don't know, there's, there's. I feel like so many miscommunications still guys, two guys, two guys going to one guy, leaving one guy like wide open streaking down the paint, um, just just the cross switching, the switching off ball is is pretty is is pretty it's
0: weak. Horrible. I mean, yeah. I saw I saw like three or four times today where like Killian would like be like, "Yo, Sadiq, help me out here." And Sadiq's like, "No, I got John." I'm like, "Come on, Sadiq, like, give him, give it all, give it up." Um, yes,
2: yeah. Sadiq had a solid offensive game I thought today, but oh yeah, he, I'm starting to see like last year where the numbers were really bad and all the advanced stats that he was a terrible defender. I was like he's passing the eye test for me. He seems like a pretty good defender. I don't know what the numbers are saying, but this year, like I'm um, um, sort of seeing the basketball, like, you know, when the basketball and the, and the numbers line up. He, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about his defensive IQ. He's a, he, he's a, he, I, he's so strong on the offensive end. He just bullies dudes down. Yeah. He but uh, that might be, that same strength might be better used as a, as a post, as a post defender, but. I don't think so either. I think he's just more engaged, like mentally engaged in the the defensive
0: game. Yeah, he's not quick enough uh, to guard the guards, and he's not big enough to guard the bigs down low. So I don't know what to do with Sadiq defensively. But like you touched on, offensively, um, he did pretty well today. I think he was 7 for 16 from the field today. Not awful. Uh, 1 for 5 from behind the long line. I mean mean, –
2: 9 for 12. From the free throw line is big.
0: Yeah, that's big. But well, I was gonna touch on it again, Valley. This is your ultimatum week. How are we feeling about Sadiq Bay's three point shot?
1: The three point shot, you know what? I I I back Sadiq Bay and um I don't I don't have the quote in front of me, but essentially what he said um a couple of days ago to the media it was just like, let the young guys develop, you know, let it let us do our thing. And I think that was in response to to um a reporter asking him about Killian Hayes growth and let the guys grow, you know, like, you know, asking them a bunch of questions, being in their eyes all the time, isn't going to help them grow. Um, hopefully this is just a little slump for Sadiq and he can get out of it because we've seen what a good score he is. And again, 24 points tonight. So I, I'm not giving up on Sadiq. Um, you, you had your worried meter at six and a half. I'm probably a bit below that. I'll probably, probably go a little bit above five. That's fair. they
2: That's take. I think take. <laughs> I think he's, 10 pounds overweight and that weight is all muscle. I think he should lose some muscle and slim down because muscle can't like when dudes get really beefy, there's some guys, it, it, it bogs down their jumper. Like Giannis, I think Giannis, a lot, of, for a lot of reason his jumper has become less smooth and kind of like awkward looking. is cause he just got too yoked and you know, you just kind of get in your own way. And I think that's, ha- I think that's happened with Sadiq a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> I have no uh, proof behind that. His jumper just looks a little flatter to me, a little bit like he's not getting his, his, his elbows all the way up there like he, he sometimes does. And uh, I think he should lean out.
1: I, I was just about to say, I, I, don't, I have no evidence of this either. I, I felt like his release point is a little different um, since he's come back. I, I don't know if that's something he's worked on with the coaching staff. But like come
0: back from the injury this season?
1: Yeah, like like just recently, I, I feel like I've noted a, a very slight change in, in his jumper. It doesn't look, I don't, it doesn't look as low of a release point. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, but it just looks slightly different than I than I've seen before. And again, no real no real evidence on this. It's something um I'll, I'll have to keep my eye on I'll, um the next for this week's games. But it just looks a little bit different for me.
0: Yeah, I thought his shot has changed a little bit since he came back, too. So I don't know if he's trying to fix it. I mean, I, I have faith in John Beeline. I mean, if he can fix Killian Hayes, he can fix Sadiq Bey. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But as of right now, my worry meter is, I guess, 6.5. But, you know, I guess that was just me watching the games and not me thinking long term. So I guess I'll readjust that back to, like, 5.5. You know, but he he's way too good of a shooter. We saw how good of a shooter he can be. He's way too good of a shooter to just, like, miss that many shots now. I mean, the way I put it to Valley is, like, if, like, if this if the real world was 2K, somebody, like, took him from a B minus to a D in three-point rating. So, he's got to come back up eventually. He's too beefy.
2: And that's not to say he's <laughs> out of shape because he's yoked. Like, he's, he's cut. He's, like he's, he's shredded. But, like, I think, you know, the, the best shooters in the world, like, De- I guess, Desmond Vane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Gridley love those Bain kind of guys. Up. David Roddy, Desmond Baines, Dylan Brooks—they're all fairly beefy guys.
2: David Roddy different because he, he's 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 a big boy, and that's a, I think a different thing. But <laughs> these are my these are my biomechanical hot takes
0: I like it. I mean, good problem to have to be too yoked. Wish I had that problem. <laughs> uh, Jaden Ivy had two fairly decent games this week. um I forget what he did in New York, but I feel like he's uh he's kind of lost a little bit of his spunk as of late. I think um, he's really good when he just when they just give him the ball and go. But I feel like a lot more recently, it's been like get the rebound, wait for Killian, and then have Killian bring it up. And that's taken a lot of Jaden Ivey's um, speed away. And we saw what he could do tonight. Like he got a couple boards, booked it down the court, created open. Uh, opportunities for a few guys so i think we need to let ivy do his thing a little bit more too i mean don't get me wrong i love killian having the ball but i think it's time to let ivy run a little bit more
1: yeah um it it was great to get ivy back just makes the whole team a lot more watchable (laughs) but a lot more exciting because he's capable of so much um he he did, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he play against New York? I, I believe he just came back against Dallas, right?
0: I think you're right. That's why I was drawing a blank for a second. I was like, what did he do against New York? Yeah, I don't think yeah. he played there.
1: Um, But, yeah, like just flashes of what we see Um, so quick. Um, You know, it was exciting seeing Jaden uh, Ivey and John Morant against Memphis today. But uh, he did struggle today, two for nine, one for five from deep, ten points, four turnovers. Um, But but while I'm saying that, he still looked like, you know, like it's still fun to watch him. And I'm glad we have him back um but you know problems I expect with a young athletic guard like him a lot of turnovers um a few stupid plays there's one in particular I don't, I don't know who the blame was on but he, he had a fast break tried to get a little a little flashy and tried to find stew and ended up throwing it away doing it was on stew yeah I think it was on stew but I don't know just I've noticed a few careless turnovers out in transition he he seems to do a no look every time he's got the ball in transition if every not,
0: time every if time. it's not
1: a lamp or a dunk if he's passing it it seems to be a no look off to his right um, yeah, but, you know, I, I, I'm i not too worried about the turnovers with him. I think those will come down as just you get more reps and you get more talking with the coaching staff and whatnot. But, yeah, just just great to have Ivy back. Hopefully Our
0: internal bet of Killian versus Ivy for three-point rating is getting kind of interesting.
1: I know, it's it's getting close. <laughs> I'm I, I believe I bet on Killian, right? You did. That's right. Uh, I think the- you and I were
0: Killian and Gabe and Connie were Ivy.
3: Killian's going to win that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all Ooh. right. Whoever Gabe was, he's now at the Killian side. So it's three hey, on one, Connie. Should
1: we should we adjust it and throw Sadiq in and, and say who's gonna finish between the highest between those three? Oh yeah, why five. not?
0: I'm still I'm so, going Killian.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm too. on the Killian train. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome aboard, man.
3: Well, and Isaiah Stewart. No, nah, I'll take Beef Stew at 36%.
1: I'm
2: taking Stew over all of those guys for sure. Yeah.
1: I agree. And he only takes wide open ones. Catch and shoot. Can we put
0: Isaiah Livers on that dude, list too?
1: <laughs> five teams so You gotta take, New York. make more than one again. Yeah. Um
2: Stu was playing around with his life today. <laughs> yeah. <A> couple, <laughs> a couple, he tried, there was a couple very close absolute posterizers on him.
0: Four. There was a total of four. Yeah. J.J.J. went at him twice. <laughs> I forget the other dude that went at him, Damn and Tobin
1: went at him yeah 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 crazy. I, but you know I, that's what I love about Stewart so much. i, you know, I was I was texting Amit during the game about it. It's just <laughs> we've seen it throughout his whole this is his third season in, and he's never not jumped with anybody. He, he's not scared of anything. I saw a compilation on Reddit, just I think it was today yeah. about him just getting dunked on. um but he always jumps. He works one hundred and ten percent all the time male if if we all played as hard of it as him, we'd we'd be a much better defensive team.
0: I wish I wish we could, like, somehow find a way to have all the guys play ticked off all the time. Because, <laughs> like, Marvin Bagley, when he was ticked off at Sacramento, went off. Uh, Stu got ticked off against New York, hit, like, five threes. Got ticked off for, like, two possessions today, hit a little baby hook and a triple. Like, you know, play mad, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: about playing mad, I, I will say I love the emotion that Ivy plays with like that he's like real genuinely upset like he's not all right with that we're like like losing these games like he's like pissed off (laughs) he he shows it he doesn't he doesn't hide it but I I think that's a a drive of force you know but he himself it comes in bursts you know like there'll be like a burst of like real some of the best some of the stuff that you really want to see some of the stuff like oh this guy's legit and then there's a bog down of a couple clanked off three-pointers or an in-the-air pass into the defender's chest and, you know, throwing pains.
0: And he's got that, like, like, I missed a shot. I got to make the next shot mentality. Like, I think twice today he shot a three and he, like, missed terribly. And then the next possession down, he just flung up another three. One time he made it, the other time he didn't. So I kind of like how he's, like, you know – how he knows he can make it a lot of guys, you know, rookies. I mean, a lot of the rookies that some rookies are just going to be like, oh, I missed a shot. I don't want to take off the team, take another shot. Like you guys have said, this is like a G league NBA team. So it's nice for them to just go out and just, if they miss, it doesn't matter. Just go back out keep and keep shooting. And I think that's great for their development.
1: I think a, a prime example of that was, was against Dallas um, in the, in that big win. As as we threw uh threw the game away in regulation and ended up going into overtime, Jaden Ivy missed a few shots, had a few turnovers, and Casey even pulled him out for a moment, but got him back in during overtime. And then we saw him have that have that really tough double clutch bucket, next possession, doesn't shy away, he knocks down the three. And then from there we ended up winning the game. But just a prime example of that, he's he's never gonna back down from from shooting a shot.
0: No. Uh Jalen Dern had a fairly quiet week. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess that's a good thing. No negatives, really. Oh, um,
2: it was, I mean, he had eleven against Mavericks. A yeah, that's
3: true. Big game against
1: I, New York as well. Yeah, yeah. that was really me. I yeah. mean, when I say quiet, I mean like, he didn't do anything,
0: like absurd.
1: Um, yeah, I think it was just tonight. He was he was rather quiet. No, no field goal attempts. Two block shots though. Had a, had a really nice block on Jaron Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. The threat of him being a rim protector is is evident. It's always there. And Uh,
0: that block on JJJ was, like, he went up for something on the other end, thought he got fouled, complained for, like, two-tenths of a second, realized he was behind everybody else, and then came back and blocked JJJ. I love the hustle. Just, you know, once you realize that, you know, he's a rookie and he can't complain, like, it'll be better.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He, like a lot of guys on his team, have the propensity to disappear on offense. Yeah. which is fine because he's 19 years old, he's a rookie, and it shouldn't be on him to like create all these things and make offense happen. But yeah, I feel like that's a problem with a lot of this team, which I guess is just being young and kind of bad. Is that you know, so you just people disappear for a long time, whiles at a time, and you're like, oh, they're on the court, I haven't seen them like touch it or get involved in the play really or make some make something happen in a while, but. I guess that's just you know being a bad team. Part of the game.
1: I'm um, I'm wondering on um, kind of a different subject here. Where we stand with Hamanu Diallo? Uh, he seemed to drop out of rotation this week. Uh, played tonight in the fourth quarter again. Only, I think he was a plus ten though. I think he ended up with ten points as well. A couple big dunks, if we. We put up a little bit of a late fight. We at least made the. Uh, yeah, he was
0: part, he was part of that effort in the fourth.
1: Decision. Yeah, which, which resulted in the Grizzlies, who have a back-to-back, um, pulling their starters back in to close out this game. And especially, I don't know if it was all the starters, but Giles out there, Dylan Brooks was out there again. I I don't I don't know exactly where we stand with Hamadou, what the plan is, but I see no reason why. <laughs> Sadly, Kevin Knox is getting minutes again. He's he seems to be. Seems to be a quiet player, kind of a timid player, Kevin Knox. And and Hamadou is going to be there. He's going to bring it. He's he, he gives you that, like, Stewart kind of energy. He kind of plays ticked off, um, which is what we need. So I, I see no reason why Hamadou shouldn't be getting at least 10 minutes a game like he did tonight. But, again, those were all garbage minutes, so I'm not sure exactly where we stand with him in our rotation going forward.
0: I feel like he'll get a few more minutes with the way he played today and delivers being out. I would
3: hope I mean, so. The one I, game,
0: I'd take him over Kojo any day.
2: I, I, the best win of the season so far came uh, came without him on the court.
0: This is also true.
2: And Kojo, I'm talking
0: about for an excitement factor.
2: <laughs> and also, you see, y'all you see that, like, uh, double spin, step back, three-pointer by, uh, by Kojo today. That was the over, worst uh, possession ever,
1: it? and then he just went crazy. I don't know. Ko- was pretty good. Yeah, I, no, I, I have nothing against Corey Joseph. I, again, I just feel like we. I know he was I like, ended up being a plus thirteen in a in a relatively bad night, but I don't know. I think just a bit too much of him again. I, I'm okay with seeing him out there. You know, ten to fifteen minutes, but you know, he's up there almost almost around twenty minutes tonight. Um, when Jaden and Killian uh were both below thirty, uh, I think both below twenty. I don't know how many Jaden got, but not too many. No, Jaden didn't,
0: didn't get too many. They both came in at the same time in the fourth quarter. And at that time, Kojo had 19 minutes, Ivy had 19 minutes, and Killian had 21 minutes. So,
3: yeah,
2: there you go. It, but I, I feel mean, like as far as contributions to the team, they're splitting the minutes the way they should be split. Like, you might want to see them more, like the development aspect, but like, Kojo was being just as productive as either of
0: those guys today. Yeah, Yeah, but I felt like in a game that was like probably – I felt like we played better today with Killian and Ivy out on the floor. So, I don't – like, Killian came out with six minutes to go in the first quarter. That made no sense to me. Like, why? Um, He had made a three at that point. The game wasn't completely out of hand. And of the two guys of the starting five that you wanted to take out to try to improve the second unit and improve what was on the court, you took out Bagley and Killian. Bagley, I get, you need rim protection, but why Killian? I, I don't know. That was just my perception yeah,
1: of it. Yeah. And I, I was, I was with you on that one, like at least to an extent, because, you know, like I said, they were, they were going under every screen for Killian. He wasn't shooting too many of them. He, he obviously took the one and made the one in that first quarter, but, I, I was okay with taking him out that soon, but then I would have expected him to come back not, you know, not even at the start of the second quarter he wasn't back. It was only like two or three minutes into uh, the Yeah, second. he didn't come back until ten minutes. I think he returned. Um, yeah. So that's the part of it I, I don't understand. Um, yeah, that's what I don't understand. It's all right, though.
0: Um, I mean, the other reason I didn't understand it is the guy's coming off the best game of his career. Like, let him play.
1: Did <laughs> he that one play started the game. I don't know if it ended up being a shot or a turnover. Do you guys know <laughs> no. what I'm talking about? The one that flung over the backboard. Put it over yeah. the must have,
2: like slipped out of his hand or something. You know, <laughs> I, sure. I, I like audibly said, I was like audible like noise out of me. Like I don't know exactly what I said. It was kind of like a noise slipped out when I saw that. <laughs> uh yeah. I was like, damn, back at it again, eh? Yeah.
0: But he ended up it.
2: having a, a good, a good solid game today as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, 13-6, 3-5 from deep. I'm okay with it.
3: Sure.
0: Uh, let's see who else should we touch on. Um, Bogey's still doing Bogey things. I'm really happy that we still got him on the team. It's going to be tough if we let go of him. Uh, Bleacher Report put out something. Bogey in two seconds for John Collins. I know we talked about Sadiq for John Collins last week um two of us also voted for bogey over bay if we had to trade one of them so how are we feeling about bogey in two seconds for don collins if that was a possibility
1: i I don't think it'd be a terrible trade i i don't i mean we would get a lot worse because bogey is so valuable we we, before that killing hayes takeover it was the bogey show against dallas he was on fire especially in that third quarter um yeah we'd be garbage without bogey but at the same time I'm, i'm not against that um Taking like I don't know, somewhat of a flyer, I guess, on John Collins, who's who's also out right now, having a bit of a down year, but an exciting player. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be that against that. Um, But at the same time, I'm not super for it. If if we were to do that, I would just, I would just be kind of like, like, all right, let's move on from that.
0: Isn't a lot of what John Collins brings though vertical spacing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like we don't utilize any of the vertical spacing we have anyway. So like, what would bringing John Collins in really do?
1: Maybe yeah. you'd make us think about that vertical spacing more. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I mean
0: Duran's posted up against somebody down low, like every time down the floor, and Coach was just like, no, 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 no. No one gives any our big the ball ever. It's just infuriating. Like, there's free buckets down there. Throw it down to the guy who can jump 40 inches into the air. Let him go get it and go back up. With it. Like
3: it's I mean, not that our, um, our
2: A1 point guard is also not on the court. At any point, like, the John Collins move would make way more sense. Like, the way we saw that uh, kid be able to play with Bagley last year, like, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. Like, and mm-hmm. that could be something, but we're not going to see him this year, likely. likely.
1: Yeah. When yeah. we brought Bagley in, it was, a, it was a noticeable switch. Like, we were instantly looking for laws off that vertical threat. So you wonder if Bagley could provide something like that? Yeah. But in terms and of Toto being a vertical only law threat,
0: today, it, looked like it was like a mistaken shot.
1: <laughs> in, in terms of being a vertical threat, I, I don't see what Bagley provide. oh uh, like what Bagley doesn't provide that Collins does. They can. Let me know. Vertical like, threat, Collins, bro. Is...
2: Collins, do you see the the dunks that this man puts down? <laughs> yeah, like, they, and Bagley are not comparable.
1: But Bagley's also has some fantastic lobbing, especially when they first came. on um, off the top of my head, I remember there was one where Kate threw it from from way downtown, top he's reaching back. Yeah. And his, his head hit the bottom of the backboard like and during they're still fantastic threats so i don't know if we would really need another vertical threat that would technically make it make us at three vertical threats i mean if we got a three
0: that was a vertical
2: threat that would help i but decisions like roster decisions shouldn't be made about like oh we need to open things up from like marvin bagley like (laughs) John Collins is better than Marvin Bagley. He's shown in the playoffs. He's shown in the regular season. Like oh, yeah. he does more. He can score better. He does more of the job himself. He's a better athlete. He's a better defender. Like, I mean, not that I want to do bogey for two seconds for him. Actually, I, I do want to do that. I kind of would like. I I really want the Lakers picks now that they're putting together some games and Anthony Davis looks like some sort of like
0: superhuman actual
2: basketball monster. <laughs>
0: Dropping 55 tonight against Washington. That's absurd.
2: i just, yeah. So, th- they might want to do something. Like, Bogey would be fantastic on that team. Uh, so, they might want to give us some firsts. And I would value those, those, those Lakers firsts when everybody's old and AD has died. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I, I would – if we could get those um, – that 27 pick and maybe even the 29 pick as well from the Lakers – in an instant, I would do that because I, I would almost bet bet my house, um, my theoretical house, I don't own a house, on, <laughs> on those picks being some 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 good draft selections, um, you know, in two thousand twenty seven, two thousand twenty nine, because yeah, like Connie said, I don't think that that core has got much more going in them. Yeah,
0: I saw um, I saw something on uh, I forget if it was on Bleacher Report or what today, but someone said. If we got the two pick in the draft, and I know we all want the one pick, but like say we get the two pick and the Mavericks get like five and seven, would you trade down for five and seven for two to get two lottery picks on this team
3: for
0: five in a deeper draft seven? class?
1: I would I would only answer that if ha- I if I have extreme knowledge of the of the draft as of now, and That's I, I do not. Like I said, I I know Victor Manjana and I know who Scoot Anderson <laughs> is. Never seen him play <laughs> other than the one time against Victor. Um, on accident so 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 i so i i don't really have a response to that one just yet that's fair that's fair
0: uh all right let's jump into uh connie's hater of the week
2: um i wasn't even thinking about this one i can't you got levers to make two threes dude
0: uh i know know who i want you to call out
2: my gut is not bringing me towards anybody to hate on. Even Liver's got two threes this week, and again, got three threes against the Knicks, even though we got busted. Uh,
1: I could fill in if, if you have nothing. Yeah,
2: I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to hate this week, you know. I don't have it in my mind.
1: Can I, can I try my best to, to fill the shoes? Yeah, go for it. I want a Jaden Ivy game where he shoots above 50 percent.
2: Mm.
3: Mm.
1: Okay.
3: Puts up a it. lot of shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, what what do you think? Like is it just the shot selection number of shots? What why is his percentage down? Like you think it's a, uh yeah, no, I, or you just gotta hit him.
1: I think shot selection is a big thing. I, I think he's taken up hoisting up a few too many threes, especially some deep ones. And I don't know. So far he he hasn't shown me much reason to believe in that three-point shot um I don't know I guess he just makes a few outrageous attempts on the fast break I think just decision making um not not so much the shots he's taking but the decision making of the shots if if that makes any sense um like a little out of control sometimes which he will do with the athleticism but um I guess just yeah better shot selection and, and just man I, I feel like every game he's shooting is inefficient he's shooting under 42 percent from the field now which, which isn't terrible for a, for a young rookie guard um not whatsoever but a little above 50% would be great to see for one game this week.
3: All right.
1: That's
2: fair. That's a uh, I mean, I got, I, I got to throw one on there. I think Isaiah Stewart, we've overrated his perimeter defense. I think there's some big guys that kind of, it's really just kind of can get, kind of slide by him. He's good on guards, but I feel like some big, like Jaron Jackson, I felt like just walked by him a couple times this game, you know, a bit too big and long, but. Actually, no. I'm gonna take that back. He's good against guards. Jaren Jackson special case. He's a weird, weird long dude. Yeah. The, the week this week. No, I got nothing. I was, to, <laughs> I was trying to force it, but I, I can't.
0: That's laugh. fair. Um, I know you guys wanted to talk about some NBA news or uh, topics going around. So, how about uh, who's on the hottest seat right now in the NBA?
1: I um. I had I had my response written for this um prior prior to this afternoon, and I said Billy Donovan, which was I I don't know a little bit a little bit other round, but it's his third year at the helm now with the with the Bulls and they're not winning games. I know they still don't have Lonzo, but I think in a move of desperation we could we could see him move. but I completely changed my answer when I saw that Trey Young did not attend the game on Friday because of some sort of falling out with Nate Mcmillan. So I'm absolutely saying Nate Mcmillan because they're not going to choose him over Trey Young, especially considering um, their old coach, um, Lloyd Pierce, was was removed for very similar reasons after having some disagreements with Trey Young. So I it would surprise me if Nate McMillan is here, if he's not the first coach to go this season.
0: So is that a head coach issue or is that a Trey Young issue?
2: I think Nate McMillan is a he's an old school coach like put it that way he's not a very modern thinker I don't think with the the way the NBA works now uh he's in that group of guys I think with like Tom Thibodeau uh, Dwayne Casey maybe (laughs) there's almost like there was almost like a change a shift in like what an NBA coach is over the past couple years and I think maybe the is on the other side of that which is a fantastic coach he's had some great seasons he has coach of the year right I thought mm-hmm. it was with Indy. Um, I might be wrong on that. Uh,
0: I don't know about that.
2: But yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> other guys. Uh, I hear. I hear a lot. I read a lot of complaints about Steve Silas. Uh, with the Rockets, that there's not much of anything as far as the system goes over there. Um, they kind of just let their guys do their thing. But I think that's partially also uh, roster construction. They have a one veteran. Eric Gordon and Eric Gordon, like their team is getting run by Jalen Green, who is an offensive talent, but like they got a team full of chuggers. Um, <laughs> Steve Silas has not wrangled them, I guess, and made it like a competent, constructive offense. So
3: maybe a Steve word, Silas, but I think McMillan, huh? A word out for uh, Steve Clifford of, of, oh. of the Hornets. I I think you know they're supposed to be bad we all know that but Michael Jordan always wants to win he's playing Plumly over (laughs) over every other big and he's just awful and they're gonna lose a lot of games so I see if they like I don't know they could fire him no reason they wouldn't lose anything you know you might as well get like a new coach bump so why not basically
0: I feel like this year, like, those kind of teams don't even really matter. Those coaches aren't even on the hot seat because front offices are just going to be like, well, if we do suck,
1: we have a chance at getting the generational talent. Yeah. That's the play. thing. I, that's the thing. I don't see it happening with Steve Clifford. Um, not this year, at least, because their aim seems to be to, to lose this year, like we said. I don't, I don't know what the deal is with Lamelo. Is he, is he out with that ankle again? Uh, I don't know if he's going to be playing much this year. They might just sit him for, for an extent. Um, But I it's it's difficult for me to say anybody other than Nate McMillan. I was considering – um, gosh, I'm blanking. What's the Timberwolves coach's name? He was also on my list, Chris Finch. Yeah, Chris Finch, that's what it is. He, he was also on my list as well just because, I don't know, I, I guess they're expecting to win. I expected the Timberwolves to win at least in the regular season, but I didn't know they were garbage. Rudy Gobert is up on my list of least favorite NBA players now. Did you guys see that trip he did last night? Yeah. He's I don't like Rudy Gobert anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Nate McMillan for me. What about you, Ahmed?
0: It was either the Timberwolves or um, the Bulls. Billy Donovan or Fence. Um, I don't know. There, there's, those are two teams that I feel like should be doing things um, but are not. I feel like Lonzo was hurt pretty much all of last year too. So I feel like they should have a system in place for how to be efficient when he's not on the floor. You can't just say like, Oh, the Bulls don't have Lonzo." Like you didn't have him last year either. Um, I, I just, there's, I wasn't really on the Bulls to begin with, but they did play fairly well. I think in year one of the, was it last year? Yeah. First part of last year, they played well. Yeah. Yeah. so I, I'm, I'm going Billy Donovan because I also, because the Lakers are also looking at DeRozan and Vooch too. So I,
3: th-
0: I don't think it's going to happen, but like the fact that they're internally considering it means like there's something going on that we don't know.
1: You guys want to quickly put out some, some MVP predictions.
0: I mean, In based that, off today, John Morant.
2: Tatum. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say yeah, Tatum.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think the Tatum. narrative's driving perfect for him as well as his play. Uh, folks, some folks just want to see him win it, and I think he's gonna win it.
1: I think so too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to Tatum. Right.
2: Uh, what about predictions for this week?
0: Yeah, um, uh, we got uh, four games this week. If I remember, we go Miami then New Orleans, then Memphis, and then back home against the Lakers. So uh, I always say I'm gonna give us a win. I always say it. Um I'm going on for it.
1: <laughs> I I'm gonna hop on that train with you. I, I'm I'm usually one of the more optimistic people, but um I I don't know I don't I don't see it happening tonight. Back to back again. It's it's Miami next night is New Orleans. New Orleans is playing some fantastic basketball. Zion is gonna have a field day against us. Oh,
2: Marvin Bagley um, against Zion Williamson. Yeah, oh it's, yeah, it's gonna he, be a fun he, one. Absolutely.
1: Um, we saw what the Grizzlies did to us. So that, that's they're gonna do it again on their home court. And the Lakers are on fire right now. So I I don't see it happening this week. I'm I sadly I'm gonna say own four.
0: It's also Darvin Ham's head coach returned to Detroit. So he's going to have a little extra incentive on, under his belt. Uh, I
2: think we catch somebody. don't know who. I'm going to say one in three.
0: Same. Every week, bro. Thanks. Every week. <laughs> you went one and uh, two last week, didn't you? Yeah, we
3: went one and two, man.
0: All right. All right. All right. Connie's on to something. All right, Gabe. What's your prediction?
3: One in three as well. Yeah.
0: That's not fair. You're bandwagoning off
3: the of
1: cone. All right. You, who do you yeah. think we're gonna give anybody you think we're gonna beat Gabe or just one of the Lakers? Old... Uh, dude, I just
2: think Anthony Davis is gonna eat our guys for lunch
0: like he did. Each each team has a player that can single-handedly take us out, whether it's Anthony Davis, John Morant, Zion Williamson, or like Jimmy Butler. Like someone
3: just... but He I feel like actually
1: sort Tyler, of um, good.
0: LeBron, yeah.
1: <laughs> LeBron's pretty good. Is he? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I, I'm sticking to my 0-4. I mean, like I've said, I can smile and say 0-4 for at least this season. Next season, I'm going to be frowning and saying 0-4. <laughs> it's all for the hope right now after this year.
2: Um, you don't know what prospect is going to be on the table next year, man?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, but I know they're not victory. <laughs> Uh I mean we gotta start winning eventually. And Cade, um I, I'm concerned that this kind of his injury is gonna put us back a whole year. Cause this is a whole basically year loss of development for Cade Cunningham. And if you're basing your whole restoration process on the back of one superstar and that is Cade Cunningham, and he's set back another year, it's another issue.
3: I
2: mean, but that this not on you like Shay just Alexander, they sat out a lot with things on that. Like, you can uh, learn the game, see the game from a different angle. Uh, we do think he's a sort of like basketball intelligence that we say he is. Uh,
1: that's true. I and, mean, but
0: then again, like, where are the Thunder right now?
1: They're 10 and 13 for what it's worth. And, and Shay is playing that individually, yeah. No, it's just like okay, it's a built
2: in way to tank is what we're doing this year. Is like our best players not playing and. You know, we lose, and th- isn't that what you wanted to lose games?
1: It is. It is. It is what I wanted. I'm not mad Kate, about it. One, one thing with Kate is um, Casey touched on it. Is he's he's still staying very involved with the team. You know, if he does get surgery, doesn't play again this year, wh- whatever it is, he's still very involved with the team. Um, looking at plays, watching film, um, staying very active with Casey. Casey's been asking him a lot of questions, so keeping him engaged. And I do think he has that brilliant basketball mind. Um, I oh, think yeah, it, no question than other people. So. Yeah, I mean, just just stay engaged, and hopefully we get to see him sometime. I, as soon as he gets back, I I don't think he'll, I really don't think he'll miss a beat.
0: That's fair. Uh, any other notes you guys want to touch on before we head out?
1: Uh, any, um, World Cup winner predictions, real quick. France, Croatia. There it is,
3: Croatia. I go out of the box.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bandwagon. I know nothing about the World Cup, so I going to say Croatian. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. Three Croatians! <laughs> it's unlikely.
0: <laughs> but then again, Killian's from France.
1: Yeah, he was mm-hmm. red from New Jersey the other day.
0: I'll split it up. We'll go France.
3: Yeah, they gotta be...
0: <laughs> I would say USA, but I know they lost. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, Thank you guys for listening to this episode of, of the Buffs On Podcast. We'll be back at you with the Week Eight review next week after the Pistons take a long road trip once again to Miami, New Orleans, and Memphis before coming home to play the Lakers. And we will talk to you guys after that Lakers game. So until next time, follow us on social media at Buffs On Podcast. Let us know there with who you are with for the week. Whether you are one and three, zero and four, maybe you are four and all if you are feeling really good about yourself. But until next time, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright.
3: It's time Detroit, it's time Detroit, it's time, it's playoff time Detroit, let's go to work.